Welcome to the Compliance Perspectives Podcast. I'm Adam Turtletow from the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics and Healthcare Compliance Association. Joining us today from Abu Dhabi is Ricardo Weffer. Ricardo is Group Head of Ethics and Compliance at Al-Dakhra. And today we're going to have a different conversation really about his career and experience along the way. Um, We're fortunate enough to meet at the Dubai SCCE Academy, and I got to learn a great deal about him. Um, Ricardo, first, thanks for joining us. Let's start with an overview of your experience. Can you tell us briefly what regions of the world you've worked in and what industries? Well, of course. Uh, Thank you so much, Adam. It's a pleasure to be here. I've been a longtime listener to the SEC podcast. uh, It's great to be with you. I was going back and doing the math. uh, For almost the past two decades, I've been developing, advising, and implementing compliance and anti-corruption programs for highly regulated industries, basically Latin America, Middle East, Sub-Saharan Africa, Central Europe, and Asia, with a special exposure to the Far East, and the Asia subcontinent. And from my trade, as many compliance professionals, I am a lawyer by trade. I started back home in Venezuela in a law firm. Then after a short span, I moved in house gladly. And I started in the energy sector, then worked with a little bit of banking, tobacco, transport, logistics, FMCGs, and more recently on the agricultural and farming industry where I work for the largest forage provider worldwide, and it's a U.S.-based company named Aldara. It's fascinating. So many different industries. So I'm curious, as you've worked through all these various regions and industry, what do you find is similar from a compliance perspective, no matter what the industry or region? Uh, That's a great question, Adam. Uh, And I will probably explain this in two ways. One is from a personal experience and the second one from a professional standpoint. From a personal side, I always say that I've been lucky throughout my career. Wherever I go, I have had this fortune to be mentored by great compliance leaders, but also work with superb business people that are willing to stand for what is right and that has joined in this fight for, for the good fight, you know? Also, I have had the pleasure to manage teams of incredible, like-minded people. And sometimes, as a compliance professional, you get to work and you get to be exposed to unethical behaviors or this dark side of of business. But uh, I will keep it positive and optimist in this way. And there is a similar point that I have find refreshing, no matter the industry or region. And is it that no matter where you are, Companies are mostly formed by real, hard-working, well-intentioned people driven by a purpose with values. I always say that not people go and wake up to making things wrong. In fact, they are all ones to do the right thing. And we all have imperfections and things to get better at. But it's inspiring that when you have a compliance initiative, it can be a compliance week, it can be a seminar, and irrespective of the region, the industry or the cultural background, people are eager to collaborate, participate, and willing to make this difference. Uh, and I have hosted these compliance weeks throughout the world or events. And I have seen so many times that these initiatives are not necessarily only driven by management or the ambassadors or champions of the company, but rather people that might seem related to the company to the compliance field comes with 
outstanding and very creative ways of engagement. You just need to give them the platform to collaborate and make a positive impact. Uh, and I truly believe this applies in the private or public sector equally. Uh, and I don't like these assumptions of if you are based on a location or if you work in Africa or if you work in, in different places, uh, you will not make a difference. I think we have to recognize that everyone has a potential to contribute. Um, with that, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying to disregard the risk. What I'm saying is that there is good people everywhere. Um, we only need to identify them and work with them. We really need to start believing that compliance is an ambassador of positive change. That's my personal view. From a professional standpoint, I will say that when I started this journey 20 years ago, the definition of compliance program was somehow vague, at least in Latin America, and the approach was at best haphazard. Nowadays, it's a very different story. Here in the UAE, you have many compliance professionals that has an international experience, either from large organizations or companies from different parts of the world. And there's, again, probably one major similarity, which is the, the favorite model to build a compliance program. So most organizations, I have seen that they will fit this compliance framework either within the US sentencing guidelines and or the ISO 37001. Uh, uh, so if you have this, exposure in any of these systems, it's uh, now more than ever a highly transferable skills to move between companies and industries. Uh, but I also like to say that there is also a competence that cannot be overlooked. And, and again, as I said, I've been lucky to work in great companies and with great people. But I have seen that whenever you work with these great companies and great people, compliance has been a revenue generator. It, compliance has been a great catalyst to attract talent. Compliance and governance, for me at least, is by far one of the most important ESG factors for credit ratings globally. And on the long term, I have seen that ethical companies outperform other companies because they can show long-term value to all the stakeholders, including the shareholders, employees, and, and society as a whole. Well, and I got to say, from going to academies around the world, it really is remarkable to see, you know, in many ways, the consistency, sometimes of the challenges, but a lot of the opportunity there and, and the consistency in terms of organizations approaching compliance, like you said, generally following the seven elements approach or the ISO standards. So there's great commonalities. And, you know, as you were talking about what's going on in the UAE, it's been really amazing to see how much innovation is coming out of that region when it comes to ethics and compliance programs. Now, for all the commonalities, there are some differences, I imagine, that you've found by industry. Um, is it just legal and regulatory risk that vary, or have you found other factors that compliance people should take into consideration? No, I don't think it's only a legal and regulatory change of mindset. It's also um, you have to understand the business. So as a personal rule, during the first 90 days, I always immerse myself or learning everything I can about the industry. 
So basically, I have the rule of listen, listen, and do more listen. In this 90 days, the intention of all this listening is to gather as much information as possible. And therefore, you can slowly build a program with a short, mid, or long-term plan, whatever you want to approach it. Uh, and just to put you in perspective a little bit of what can be the differences is uh, if you work in an FMCG, you will understand that there is a high focus on branding, marketing, and customer experience. So your compliance efforts should be devoted to communications, proper use of technology, gift and hospitality, data privacy, and this is just to name a few. Whereas if you move another industry and it's a more of a B2B, business to business industry like transport, logistics, or even the animal feed that I'm new to it, the business attention is completely different. They, they are more focused on building long-term relationship with clients, providing high quality products. Thus, the focus as a compliance officer should be different as well. So you might want to devote more time to understand how client discounts works, how you can implement effective transactional controls. Uh, what about the conflict of interest? What about the trade and export control sanctions? How you bet your third parties? So again, there is a there is a as you said the seven steps that are useful, but first you need to find the unique set of challenges and of opportunities that go beyond your compliance. Uh, and then you start to understand the business and adapt your approach accordingly. This certainly takes some time and there is sadly no one size fits all solution. It's only you, you have to devote yourself to do it. So we, we talked about differences by industry. What about differences by region? Uh, there's an incredible range of cultures that your career has spanned. You know, how great are the differences or are they overblown and how do you navigate them? Yeah, that's uh, something that I'm very proud of. Uh, uh, probably besides you, Adam, I am one of the few compliance professionals with an extensive travel mileage. Today, I have traveled 78 companies, 78 countries as a messenger of ethics and compliance. Wow. Uh, uh, and I guess you have to be, you know, able to recognize and appreciate these cultural differences. And you have to develop this cultural intelligence. Um, just to put you an example, uh, I worked in a Brazilian-based company before and talking about football or as you call soccer was a subject that was better to avoid. If you go to India, you have this half knot half shake of the head and you will learn that when you are there this is not a sign of disagreement like many western countries might might see it this in instead suggests interest enthusiasm or even respectful listening uh, so when you work in in different cultures beware of these cultural nuances okay get some time to learn not only the geopolitical cultural and legal factors but learn on the leadership style in that particular place and make and get to know if the decision are made through group discussions or consensus building or it's just a top-down there are many books that talks about this cross-cultural communication uh, my favorite one with no commercial pun intended is this cultural map by 
edit major. So I, if you are interested in, in this cross-cultural communication, give you, uh, I, I will advise you to, to read it and, and check it out. I'll add a link to it in the blog post. Now, finally, since you're based in Dubai now, let's, or excuse me, in Abu Dhabi now, um, let's end by focusing on that. It's a remarkable city and region. What do you find it takes to thrive there as a compliance professional? Yeah, uh, these are all cultural. Dubai, UAE, Abu Dhabi are indeed cultural melting pots. I will say you need three traits to thrive as a, as a compliance professional. The first one is to be adventurous. You must be willing to, to step outside your comfort zone, embrace new experiences, interact with new cultures, try new foods and the like. The second thing is whether you are willing to be taught. And here I'm not saying to learn and be adaptable. Here is a more profound concept and it speaks about the importance of being humble and recognizing that there is always more to learn. Uh, personally, over the years, I, I have sought diverse experience at this, all these countries that I have worked. I have worked alongside custom brokers in African ports, visited a slaughterhouse in, in Europe to understand halal food production, or even joined the farmers during harvesting times. Uh, so that has shown me that the world is bigger than my own way of life and has exposed me to new perspective that has led me to, to learn and grow. And the last one, but not the least one, is to enjoy and enjoy the ride. Living abroad can be tough, and working abroad uh, is tough, but it's also incredibly rewarding. So either if you have the travel book and want to to move on a short-term assignment to the UAE or for a, low, or for a longer period, I will say that uh, life is more just than work. And not many will lose, will remember us for how many titles and diploma we achieve in our professional life, but rather as a compliance officers, how many minds and hearts we were able to convince to do the right thing. Uh, those are great, inspiring words. Thank you. It's a great way to end this conversation. Well, Ricardo, thank you for taking time out of your morning to talk to us. I want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen. I'm Adam Chirltaub from SCCE and HCCA. I hope we're able to expand your compliance perspective.